Hi, and welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy, a wife and mom of three, lead teacher, blogger, and founder of traditionalcookingschool.com. I'm also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. Ask Wardy is the weekly show devoted to answering your niggling questions about traditional cooking. Maybe it's your sourdough starter, your sauerkraut, preserving foods, broth, superfoods, or anything else to do with traditional cooking. You can catch Ask Wardy live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at askwardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. Well, today's question is about fermenting. We're going to be talking about reusing brine. So before we launch into that, I want to make sure you know about a free resource I have for you. It's a fermenting formulas cheat sheet where I give you formulas for creating safe and delicious ferments of all kinds. Krauts, pickles, chutneys, um, relishes, salsas, beverages, all kinds of ferments. And you can get that. Uh, oh, I left something, another prop over there. So I'll just tell you, you can get that at Trad Cook School. It's the, like the handle right there, tradcookschool.com slash ferment sheet. Maybe somebody could type that into the comments to make it accessible and uh, visual for our visual people like me. Well, let's get into today's question. It comes from Barbara R. And she says, can brine be reused to make another batch? So let's say I made fermented dill cucumbers. Can I take the whole amount of leftover brine once I ate the cucumbers and make another batch with it? What are the rules? Is there any point where the brine maybe is too old and I can't reuse it anymore? Thank you very much. Signed, Barbara R. Thank you, Meg, for typing that link in the comments. So first I'm going to tell you what, what Barbara's referring to. So this is leftover brine from sauerkraut. If you make your own pickles or your own sauerkraut, we're talking old-fashioned fermentation where the beneficial organisms are doing the work. We're not talking about vinegar pickling, but we're talking about like cucumbers submerged in a salt brine or cabbage mixed with salt to make sauerkraut. This is what we're talking about. And if you take all the pickles out of the jar or you eat all the, the sauerkraut, you're often left with some liquid. And this is brine. And this stuff tastes amazing. It's really good in salad dressings. It's really just good to drink. Just take a sip of it. Um, but the other thing you can do with it is to reuse it for new ferments. Because think about it. This brine has just made a beautiful ferment. It has the right concentration of salt. It has an active population of beneficial organisms that did your previous fermentation. So it's like a ready to go starter culture. It's just beautiful. You know, I'm feeling really hungry right now. I just want to take a drink of it, but I'm not going to. So yes, you can reuse your pickle juice, your kraut juice. You can reuse these for new ferments. I want to talk about the particulars though, because I don't want to just leave it at that. So yes, you can reuse it. It can ensure a better fermentation. Just why would you do that? Well, number one, you know this one worked, right? Well, presumably you're, you're, you're wondering, can I save this really good brine? Well, it worked on your previous fermentation, right? Well, it can help ensure a better result the next time you ferment if you use this as a boost, as a starter culture. It'll help ensure a good flavor. It'll ensure a successful ferment with the right organisms. So it's a great thing to use to just ensure a good uh, ferment the next time. Um, couple things to keep in mind. 
is you want to make sure the flavors go. So you know you can ferment fruit, right? We can do like an apple chutney. We can do fermented preserves. I have a great recipe at traditionalcookingschool.com for fermented raspberry preserves. Well, mm, kraut juice, probably not going to do well in an apple chutney or raspberry preserves. And you just know those if you think about it. Like, do the flavors go? Well, the flavors don't go. If you don't want to have pickle juice with your raspberries, you know, don't use it. But you can use kraut juice and pickles, pickle juice and kraut. You know, all the, the um, vegetable flavors go really well together. So if you're doing like a carrots or if you're doing green beans, you know, kraut or pickle juice is going to go great. So just think about that. Do these flavors go? Would I normally combine these? And if so, you can do it. If not, just use that brine for a different ferment. So now let's talk about how exactly to do it. Um, if you are, like Barbara's original question, she finished the pickles, can she just use that same brine right over new cucumbers? Yes. In that case, the brine is the perfect concentration of salt. It also has the starter culture. And so all she's doing is packing, filling a new jar with cucumbers and dill and garlic and whatever, and then taking this pickle juice and pouring it in and recovering the cucumbers. If there's not enough, then you just add more brine that's just salt and water. It doesn't have the culture in it yet. Um, so that's one way to do it. Just um, cup for cup, basically, when you're pouring a brine over hard vegetables like carrot sticks or green beans or cucumbers. The other way to do it is in ferments like, for instance, sauerkraut, where you mix your um, shredded cabbage with salt, you let it get juicy or you pound it. It kind of produces its own brine. You pack it in the jar and within 24 hours, it's kind of released enough uh, juice that it covers itself. Well, you can just add some of this as a starter culture boost. Um, uh, sauerkraut recipes out there may call for a starter culture. They may call for a quarter cup of whey per quart. They may call for nothing, just cabbage and salt. Well, either way, you can add a quarter cup of this per quart of a fermented mixture. If it's a relish, if it's a salsa, if it's sauerkraut, your base amount is a quarter cup per quart and just use that. So what I've just given you are two examples where you have a quarter cup or you fill the whole, you cover all your vegetables with brine, you know, to the top and anywhere in there is going to work. And if you only have a teaspoon or a tablespoon, add it to the jar anyway, because it's like a starter culture boost. It's always going to work. In, in this situation, in fermentation, yeah, I've just given you some guidelines, but it doesn't mean you have to stick rigidly to those guidelines. You can put, um, the basic quarter cup, you can fill the whole jar. Um, you can use as much as you have. You can use just, you know, a drop if that's all you have. And you just want to put that last drop in your next ferment. Go for it. If the flavors go, of course. I love fermenting because there's this wonderful range where you can be creative. And that's what we're talking about really here is thinking about flavors and reusing and you got a really good batch and you're making the most of it. Um, and that's kind of the art of fermentation. And by the way, that's kind of why I came up with my cheat sheet. So if you don't have the fermenting formulas cheat sheet, tradcookschool.com slash ferment cheat, I'll give you the formulas and you can pop this leftover brine in any of them because I tell you use a quarter cup of starter culture or whey or previous brine in these formulas. Okay, now Barbara also asked one final question. Is there any point, oh my goodness, the hearts are so colorful. Thank you all. And if you like what you're hearing, please share, swipe right or down and invite your followers because we've got a couple minutes left here um, talking about if we can reuse brine for new ferments. 
Okay, so what if your brine is too old? Can it be too old? Well, I have seen situations where like you have you know, a jar in your refrigerator and it might have bits of food in it that are near the top exposed to the air and they might start spoiling or getting moldy. And if that permeates the whole mixture, then you don't want to use your brine. But if you can strain it and then you smell, do the smell test, does the brine smell good? Then you can taste just a little bit. If the previous test passed, taste a little bit. How does it taste? You're fine. If the mold is permeated, you're going to be able to tell and you would toss it. I have brine. This brine is probably six months old. I took it off the, I took, I, I decanted it off another jar in the fridge this morning and brought it in with me. Seriously, brine lasts forever. I think the only way you wouldn't use it is if it doesn't pass the smell and taste test. Um, and often, if it wouldn't pass that, it's because there might be some chunks of food at the top that have gone bad. But brine lasts. It's, a, it's salty. It's got beneficial organisms in it. If you keep it in the fridge, I can't think of many situations where it wouldn't last months. So, Barbara, you are all set. I think you should go for it. Hopefully that was helpful. Does anybody have any questions? You've all been silent while I've been answering this question. So I have a couple minutes um, at the end here to take more questions related to this issue. And while you're typing them in, I'm just going to tell you how you can ask questions for future episodes of Ask Wardy on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, every Wednesday on Periscope. Handle is at Trad Cook School. So you can tweet me at Trad Cook School on Twitter. Use the hashtag Ask Wardy, and then I'll put your questions in the queue. You can also send an email to Wardy at AskWardy.tv, and Wardy is W-A-R-D-E-E. -E. Okay, I'm looking for questions. Um, Actually, let me ask you a question. If you're here, have you reused a brine in a ferment? So put a thumbs up in the comments if you've done it. Has anybody done it? Okay, is anybody going to do it? Okay, so um, I can't read your first name. Can I reuse the brine from store-bought ferments like Bubby's Pickles? Absolutely, you can. Um, another person says, I have not. I didn't know you could. You can. Definitely try it. We've got thumbs up, two thumbs up, two thumbs up. We've got a note, but I'll give it a go. Okay, do give it a go. Meg is giving a thumbs up. Lisa says she hasn't fermented yet. Well, Lisa, get started. Um, and at Traditional Cooking School, we have some really easy uh, ferments, tried and true, to get started. Susie says, I use kefir whey, but looking to expand. Thanks so much. Good. Yeah. I mean, this is a great way to just be frugal in our kitchen. Sev says, I'll definitely try next time. Lynette says, no, but I will. Um, Lola Gian says, only bubbies, right? Okay, so it has to be a lacto-fermented sauerkraut or pickles. So those are usually in the health food store, health food department, in the refrigerator aisle. And they're just like the vegetables and salt. There's no vinegar. I mean, it may list vinegar if vinegar is a byproduct. They have to do that. <clears throat> but there's bubbies. There's other artisan ferments. They're in the fridge. It's, it may say live cultures, keep refrigerated. It might say raw. It might say unpasteurized. So there's more than just bubbies. You, there's several brands and more all the time. You can reuse uh, the juices from any of those. Okay, so a couple housekeeping notes before we close here. Thank you for coming. <laughs> I just really appreciate it. I look forward to this every week. And remember, you can get the free fermenting formulas cheat sheet, tradcookschool.com slash ferment sheet. Thanks. God bless you, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today. 
Here's what to do next. Ask Wardy wouldn't be possible without your questions, so please keep them coming. If you're on Twitter, tweet me at TradCookSchool with your question and use the hashtag AskWardy. Or send an email to Wardy at AskWardy.tv. To get the show notes, links mentioned, video replay, or even to catch up on past episodes of Ask Wardy, go to AskWardy.tv. To join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me with the handle at TradCookSchool on the Periscope app or go to periscope.tv slash tradcookschool. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the Podcasts app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wardy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to tradcookschool.com slash awitunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested in traditional cooking will find Ask Wardy too. Thanks so much. God bless you. And I'll see you next week.